Thank you for listening to the Convergence House of Prayer podcast. Please enjoy this message by Pastor Greg Seamus. All right. Okay, turn to your person next to you. And to, to tell him, turn to your person. Turn to a person next to you and, tell, and ask him, and, and just kind of define this. Just go ahead, give him revelation. A whippersnapper is, and then finish it. Go ahead. Because I have no idea what a whippersnapper is. And I've heard that my whole life, you know, young whippersnapper, you know, like. So maybe uh, some of you can give me some revelation at the end of the meeting, because I know some of you older ones, you know what I'm talking about, you know what a whippersnapper is, and some of you are already on your phones checking it out. <laughs> I know you are, because that's just the day we live in, man, you know, everything, you know, if you say the Greek word for this is they're on their phones checking that out. You're like the Hebrew word for that. They're on their phones checking that out. Instant accountability, you know, for those that are in the congregation. Well, anyway, welcome to the Ecclesia Gathering. Good, good. So good to see you guys. And um, how many of you were here last week? You were here last week? So we had three chairs, right? So just a quick quantifier, just a quick review. What's over here? What are the four things that are over here? At the, on the Ecclesia chair. Fellowship or community, right? Prayer, worship, word, presence, right? You know, all those things, right? Presence and worship and all that kind of go together. And my, and my is the indwelling Holy Spirit. And you can, you can proof text that by checking out Acts chapter 2 because there were signs and wonders. The presence of God was there. there was, they were connecting community there was prayers being offered, and so you are the ecclesia of God, and uh, we're here on a Sunday morning just enjoying his presence. Amen. Man, I got to make sure I'm in the right place. Say amen. 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 All right, so a couple things I didn't get to last week. Number one, ask of me, and I will give the nations, nations as an inheritance. So I'm hoping that some of you are getting your passports, you know, ready if you already have your passport, how many of you guys are your passports are ready to go? Like you're ready to go, all right? All right, so um, just want to let you know that there'll be, we're going to, I need a missions team. So we need somebody, we need people who have a heart for missions and that they are administrative, they can put trips together. And that, that's kind of like your thing, you know. Um, sometime in the near future, I'm gonna, we're going to have some, you know, some signups for that if you want to be a part of that team. And so, because uh, definitely I can't do that, I can't plan all of that because we're going to have lots of teams going out overseas. And so we just want you guys to be, we just need people who are just ready to like make the calls, make the connections, you know, do all the, all the detailed work to make everything fly and soar. Amen? The gift of administration is a blessing. And all the creatives said Amen. All right, you guys, come on. Uh, also, in the near future, I'm going to be looking for, I don't know, this is the only phrase I, I can come up with, ecclesia initiators. 
And so um, what I want, what I'm, what I'm really thinking the Holy Spirit is anointing, and I, and I felt a release enough to at least give it to you a little bit today, and that is we want to take these ecclesia initiators, those who have this, this thing on them, this heart to see the ecclesia being expanded into three spheres of influence, business, government, and education. And so we wanna, we wanna begin to partner. I'm, I'm talking those who, have, who just feel the anointing on that and who, have, who are serious about initiating the ecclesia and those spheres of influence. We're gonna probably have some, uh, some meetings after service in the near future. I might just have one, a business one, and we'll just meet in the, in, the, in the great room in the back or in the back area, and then, or, and then education and government. So, so just get that locked in, all right? Because we want to we want to take it somewhere, right? You guys are so quiet right now. You're scaring me. The last thing is that yes, on Saturday, yesterday. Oh my gosh, Saturday, yesterday, uh, or on Friday actually. Um, I I was doing some. I was just studying for today, just talking to the Lord, and and uh, I put our our convergence worship CD in. And uh, I put my earbuds on, you know, the AirPod, air, air things, you know. No, no, no cords, no wires, right? Isn't that amazing? Uh, we're living in a new day. I was raised with uh, eight-track tapes. So do you know what those were? Okay, so, and then we advanced to cassettes. So you ever hear a song with an eight-track tape? You know, da-da-da-da, yeah, it would do that like two times during a song, you know, on an A-track. So now they're probably worth a, a ton of money. I should have kept all of them, you know, because people, anyway. Um, so uh, just listening to it, and you know, there's something amazing about just putting, putting in some, on some headphones and listening to it. And I'm telling you, man, if you don't have that CD, you need to get it. And you need to, and you really need to listen to it, like just, just listen to it and just meditate, do, do work while you're listening to it. I got so blessed. I was like, I kept, you know, I was like, these guys are part of our house, man. This is our CD. Like this is, this is amazing. And so I just would uh, just really encourage you guys to jump in. That's just, that's just more of a testimony than anything else. So, all right. I want to talk to you guys about blessing today. And um, I, I want to, I, I just want to share with I don't know where I'll, I'll, I'll start here at, the, at this pulpit, but I'll probably wind up around where you're at, all right? And um, I, I want to talk about this word um, blessing, and I was, I was praying about like, okay, you know, because I'm really, I'm really dialoguing with the Lord around, um, you know, identifying who we are, like our, our identity, not just our relational identity as sons and daughters, but also our functional identity, which is the ecclesia. Like, what does that actually mean and how do we flesh that out? And the Lord brought me back to Luke chapter uh, 10, which is the four things that we actually frame our e-groups around, um, and that would be to bless in the fellowship and um, minister and proclaim. And, you know, you, you ever, like, you're talking with the Holy Spirit and he gives you just a thought and you just kind of be obedient and you kind of race to that thought, see where it takes you. 
It's kind of like getting in a vehicle, knowing where your first destination point is, but not really knowing the rest. And I don't know, usually do that. But, uh, but it's that study time with the Lord where he's highlighting something, and then when, he's, when he takes you there, he opens something else up. And then when you go there, he opens up something else. And you never knew that when you first, when you first started in the word. That's, what, that's the beauty of the word. Because you can open it up to a verse and then the holy, there's a thought that comes to you. I'm not saying there's a light that beams down on you while you're studying the word and the heavens open up and here come all the angels. There's, just a, there's a thought that just comes to you when you're reading the word that takes you, to a, takes you on the same road, but, but it takes you a little deeper and a little further. And so when I was looking at this word bless, I, you know, in, in, in all honesty, bless is kind of like a... To me, it was kind of like a blah word. It was not blah in the sense of, there was, there was just not a lot of excitement around the word bless, you know? And, and when I started looking into to the scripture, I started with the word, and I said, Lord, why are you bringing me to this word bless? And, you know, the Holy Spirit gently nudges you and says, because you have clearly no understanding of the word bless. Like, I want to take you deeper in this word. If we looked at Luke chapter 10 and we look at Jesus anointing the 70 or 72, doesn't matter, 70 or 72, I like 70. He anoints the 70 and he's like midstream into his ministry, he anoints the 70 and he says, now I want you to, he's going to kind of give a little bit of that anointing to them to the 70, and they go out and they cast out demons, they heal the sick, they do these kinds of things. And he gives them instruction on what they're supposed to do. So when you go to a house, speak peace to the house. Whatever they give you to eat, eat it. Now that's scary on a missions trip. I'm just saying. That's kind of what Wendy and I do. We go and we just, whatever they give us, we eat it and we pray. If it's moving on the plate, somehow... We, the Lord bails us out. <laughs> Nothing is, we haven't gotten that, to that level yet. So, um, and then he talks about ministry, and then he talks about proclamation. He says, he says, I want you to heal the sick. I want you to pray. I just want you to minister my name. And then I want, and when they ask you, just say, the kingdom of God is near you. So those were the instructions. So the 70 go out, I don't know how far, how wide they went out, and they would go to these houses, they would speak peace to the house, they would go ahead and eat with people, they would go ahead and they would minister, and they would go ahead and proclaim the kingdom. The Lord did not send them to just to go minister and proclaim. There's actually two steps before ministry and proclamation. That is to bless and to eat. Come on, man, it's in the word, right? So the word is, is that before we jump into ministry, because we want to get involved and do ministry, there's actually two prerequisites, according to Luke chapter 10. And that is, I want you to bless before you minister. You want me to bless before I minister? Why don't I bless as I minister? Is there something in the blessing that sets the table, literally, 
for the ministry. What's Jesus saying? He's saying, I want you to bless. Now listen now, we're not even hitting this yet. And I want you to be engaged in community before you step out into ministry and you make a proclamation of the kingdom. So what is it about the blessing that sets me up and prepares people for the kingdom? Now the Lord has my attention. Because when someone sneezes, we say, that's how I was raised, and I was doing some research on that, which is very interesting research on that. Like people thought there were demons in people. No, no kidding. So when they sneeze, they sneezed them. I don't know. I, I kind of stopped right there. I'm just not going to, I wasn't going to go any further in Wikipedia and all that, trying to figure that out. And there's nowhere, nothing that explains that in the Bible. So, so what is it about the blessing that actually impacts ministry in the kingdom? And so I did, I just started in my little Bible software and I looked up the word bless. Like, what does that mean? I think that's a good start. So I went ahead and I checked it out and I have this amazing Bible software program where it actually shows you, kind of gives you the word and then it's kind of like a mind map. So it kind of breaks the word down for you and lets you see the root, the word, and then, and then the kind of like the meanings of that word in the, in the Bible. Amazing. Can I just brag on that for amazing? Logos Bible software, that's the commercial. Just jot it down, get it, regardless of how much it costs. Just. So I went ahead and I checked it out. Bless, the word bless means favor. So I went back to the root word because it was right there in front of me and, and the root word to bless was request. So when I bless somebody, I'm requesting favor. If you break the word, if the word, I'm just giving you the visual, you break the word out, it actually means the top part of this thing I'm seeing in my brain is the word there that, that, that came on the screen was to anoint or the anointing. The bottom of, the, of that word, the other root, the other meaning of the, of the word bless or favor is the, uh, to shine the face. So when I bless somebody, I'm actually requesting God's favor to rest upon them and that's demonstrated through his anointing and literally him turning his face toward that individual. Now I understand why it's so important to bless before I minister. So when I bless someone, then this morning I was 
I, I wanted to, I just did a little search in Google. Isn't Google amazing? And I said, Jew, what, what is Jewish blessing or what does that mean? Like when the, when the Hebrews blessed. In the Old Testament, the word means to increase. To bring down divine favor. Well, that got my attention. So when the Lord says in Scripture, when he's talking about, and God blessed them, in Genesis 1.28, when he created mankind and God blessed them, in Genesis 12.2, he says, I will bless you. What's the Lord saying to his people and to the nation? I'm turning my face towards you. I'm anointing you. My favor is resting on you. What's the condition? Righteousness. By grace. So when the Lord, so you are, you are, a, you are already blessed by God when you were created. Oh, come on now. Well, how do you know that? Because it says in Genesis chapter 1, 26 through 28, that he blessed us. That means when he created us, he turns his face toward us. And it's not in anger, it's with delight. The favor of God is resting on you. It comes from God and it's given to you so you can receive the favor of God, then you can give it away. You are blessed to be a blessing. That's why Jesus says, bless and don't curse. Love your enemies. Bless those who persecute you. Why? Because you want to keep the face of God directed toward you. When I turn myself and I begin to curse, come on now, when I begin to curse, I actually do damage to myself. So loving my enemies actually keeps me in a place of receiving the Lord's blessing. When I bless my enemies, it's not a sign of weakness, it's actually a demonstration of strength. So the Numbers chapter six, see the Lord said amen to that. The Lord bless you. And the Lord keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you. And be gracious to you. Do you want it? Then keep blessing those around you. Oh, I'm holding back right now because I'm waiting. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. What did we sing about all morning? So they shall put my name on the children of Israel and I will bless them. What does that mean? That means that the favor of God will be on you. 
the anointing of the Lord will be on you. The face of the Lord will be directed towards you. Why is that important? Because if he is for you, who can be against you? First Chronicles chapter four, verse 10. I'm trying to use iPads these days. Can't you tell? <laughs> the prayer of Jabez, which Bruce Wilkinson made hugely popular. God anointed it with his little book called The Prayer of Jabez. And Jabez called on the God of Israel saying, oh, that you would bless me. To not pray for God's blessing is dumb. You pray for the blessings of God so you can be a blessing. So Jabez, oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory, that your hand would be with me and that you would keep me from evil. That I, may, that I may not cause pain. So God granted him what he requested. Amen. What was the first thing that Jabez asked for? Blessings. The blessings of the Lord. Psalm 51, 12. For you, O Lord, will bless the righteous. With favor, you will surround him as with a shield. Matthew chapter 5, 44, Jesus said this, but I say to you, love your enemies. Bless those who, who curse you. Do good to those who hate you. Wow, isn't that hard? Can we just be honest? You ever felt the sting of someone's hate? Everything inside of you wants to strike back. I mean, it takes a man's man to resist that and to love. Loving somebody when someone hates you is a sign of divine strength because God's face is shining on you and you don't ever want to lose the face of God shining on you. And what... And what we're in, if we're not careful, what we're involved with today is a bunch of believers who are cursing and not blessing. Just jump on Facebook and listen and read the curses that are coming out of believers' mouth toward our government and president. Well, I have every right to express myself. You have every right to express yourself, but God's face is turning away from you. Where does it say in scripture to curse the president? You see, we don't bless because we don't want them to be blessed. We want what they have, so we're not gonna give a blessing to them because we're actually coveting something in their own life. 
Believers need to be the biggest blessers because they're secure in God's love. I'm concerned. Anyway, <laughs> bless those who persecute you. Romans 12, 14. Bless and do not curse. 1 Corinthians 4, 12. This is about 30 or 40 years after. This is about 30 years after the death of Jesus and the resurrection of Jesus. There's still Paul's writing while he's in, uh, under house arrest at Rome. So this is like A.D. 60, A.D. 58. So this is 25 years. This, in other words, this is the lifestyle of the ecclesia. And we labor working with our own hands. Being reviled, we bless. Being persecuted, we endure. You see, church wants to fight back, snap back. Ecclesia understands government. They understand kingdom. They understand the face of God, where the face of God is directed. They understood what blessing meant. Blessing wasn't a cute word that we go ahead and say to somebody. And actually, there's a supernatural presence and element behind the blessing. It's setting that person up for divine favor. It's setting that person up to receive something from God. It's setting up people for a divine element in the mundane of life. So when I bless you, I'm actually making a declaration. I want God involved in your life. I want to see the blessings of God follow you. That's why there are some believers who are so resistant to blessing people because they're already mad at God. And when you're mad at God and you're ticked off and you're envious and you're jealous, you will resist blessing anybody. And you live in negative space. Everything's negative. And the Lord wants to break the negativity off of you and he wants to free your heart and your mind to be a blessing. And sometimes you just have to say it in order to break it. Yeah. Are you guys all right? Yeah. First Peter. Did you know what was going on in Peter's day when he actually wrote this epistle? Nero was going crazy. Roman emperor. He was going crazy there was a fire that broke out, destroyed the city, and he blamed the Christians falsely for the fire, the devastation, and turned all the people against the believers of Jesus. Well, that doesn't sound so bad. They had some, some persecution. Yeah, until they rolled them in tar, stuck them on a pole, lit the tar on fire to actually um, bring light to the fields. Think about your day-to-day. -day. I don't think it compares to their day-to-day. -day. 
but they're still anchored on blessing. Why? Why is that so important? Because they do not want to lose or jeopardize the favor of God that's resting on their life. And they want to see God break in and come through in the lives of a culture or society. 1 Peter 3, 9, not returning evil for evil. Are you kidding me? They're rolling up Christians in tar and lighting them on fire. Not returning evil for evil or reviling for reviling, but on the contrary, blessing. Knowing that you were called to this. Say, I'm called to this. Come on now. That you, here it is, that you may inherit a blessing. What is it in? Inheritance. Who's it for? For you and your children and your children's children. So Jesus says, when you enter a town, say, speak peace to it. To bless and not to blast. To bless and not to curse. Some of you, you're going to have to shift gears and tomorrow walk into your work and bless it. You're going to have to walk into those dark places and declare the favor of God in it Though you don't see it yet, you're bringing God in by simply blessing. I'm being blessed. I don't know about you guys. The Lord's really helping me. I have to hold it up like this because it's a small iPad. So we have to be change agents. We have to release the Lord's blessing. We have to do it in our families. We have to do it in the political arena. We have to be wise, not foolish. We have to do it in the business world. We have to do it in the education world. We have to do it in the seven mountains. We have to be people who are blessed by God and now we are to be a blessing, not just to do good things for people. There's a divine connection in the blessing that I want to try and communicate this afternoon. I want you to feel it. I want you to see it. I want you to understand it. Literally, it's God's turning his face towards you. And what concerns me is that when we have believers who don't understand the blessing and they're, all they're doing is cursing. So what's happening is that there's a negative effect going out that way, but their own relationship with the Lord is impacted whether they know it or not. First Timothy 2, 1 through 3, most of all, in, I'm writing to encourage you to pray 
With gratitude to God, pray for all men with all forms of prayers and requests as you intercede with intense passion and pray for every political leader and representative so that, they, so that we would be able to live tranquil, undisturbed lives as we worship, uh, worship the awe-inspiring God with pure hearts. It is pleasing to our Savior and our God to pray for them. I'm believing that the Lord is going to raise up an ecclesia that's going to shift the tide. That actually will pronounce a blessing on their enemies. Isn't that a crazy thought? It doesn't come into agreement with what they're doing. It's releasing God into their life by blessing them. It's releasing the presence of God into their life. Yes, you have that much authority. Yes, you can make a difference. Yes, your blessing has kingdom impact in that person's life. And don't let the enemy tell you that your words don't have power. They do. When you walk into that school tomorrow, when you go into that place of business, you don't have to declare it you know, with a, with a, you know, 100 to the, you know, 10 to the 100th power or whatever, just walk in and bless it under your breath. Now, if you want to do it publicly, out loud, go ahead, do it. But you can walk in and say, I bless this place. I bless my, my, my boss. I bless the coworkers. I bless, I bless you. What are you doing? You're releasing the favor of God, the influence of divine favor into that person's life. You don't even know it. You ever walk into an environment and feel icky? Using the word icky. (laughs) You can pray in the spirit and you can bless. You have that much authority. And I feel like literally half the room needs to hear that. For some reason, we can sing the songs, but when it comes to living it out, we feel weak. I'm not talking about arrogant authority. I'm talking about in humility releasing the blessing. Arrogance is what got the devil in trouble. I'm not talking about arrogance. I'm talking about confidence. And they're two totally different things. So we got to bring the blessing into the political arena. We gotta bring the blessing into the family arena. And I'm telling you, the family is the the best testing ground of blessing. So blessing begins with those who are closest to us. Blessing begins over our marriages, over the lives of our children. Oh, blessing the foundation of our homes and our marriages and our families, like releasing it, telling your kids that you believe in them, telling your kids that you're proud of them. Simple things. This even coming up to them and said, the Lord bless you today. Simple. Are our homes the incubators of the blessings of the Lord? 
Are our homes incubators for blessing or are they war zones? I'm talking about Christian homes. And if you have an unsafe spouse or whatever, you can still bless your home. Well, it got quiet there. In the spiritual family arena, when we gather on a Sunday morning, first thing out of our mouth should be, Lord bless you. I'm learning that. You know, and I, the Lord just brought this to my attention this week. I hung around Bobby Connor for about, you know, three days because I'm driving him back and forth, you know. Hey, how's it going? Right? And so I, he, you know, he connects the, one of the, I'll just say it this way. Almost exclusively, the first thing out of his mouth is, Lord bless you. God bless you. Why is he saying that? It's more than just being gracious. He's releasing divine favor into your life. You have the same anointing. It's the same Holy Spirit. I wonder if we would put our pedal down on blessing, how our environments would change. When people walk on, drive up to this campus and they walk through the doors, they should be told how blessed they are. That it's just not some simple phrase that we want to say after someone sneezes. Do you know what I'm saying? Like we've really, we've really lightened it up. We need to release the blessing in the marketplace. We need to release the blessing while we're at Costco. Or a pitcher strikes out our son in Little League. Come on now. I remember those days. I'm not going to bless that guy who just struck out Jordan. I don't even, you know what? The thing is, it's just awareness for me. When you hit the fast food stores or the restaurant, when there's people lined up behind you to actually say, you want to get in front of me? That's a tough one for me. I'd rather, I'd rather lay hands on the sick before I, have, <laughs> before I do that. Can I just be real with you guys? Like, here's the question. How often do we bless others? And why not? Do we bless environments? Do we bring God's presence into every place we go? Or do we jump on the bandwagon of the world and just curse it? We're critical, we're negative. I know that's wrestling with some of us in the room, like we can't evaluate something. Yeah, evaluate it, but don't carry a spirit I don't know about you, but if I had a choice between hanging with a person who's a blessing and a person who's always negative, I'll take the person who's a blessing every time. 
I'll hang around somebody who's calling me up in the spirit. I want to gravitate to those people who will do that. I just want to encourage you, don't get caught up in the political spirit to where you're impacted by so many lies that are being communicated. You don't have no idea what the truth is. But here's what I know. Instead of, like I said it last week, there's people who are focusing hard on the left. They're focusing hard on the right. We have to be people who focus from heaven to earth. It's about releasing the kingdom. You know, when we took off to the Philippines for two weeks, it was kind of glorious because I was away from all of it. Because I was so busy, I was away from it. And when I came back, I sat down, opened up Twitter, and it's like, you know what? It's the same problem, different events. So I'm gonna focus on being a blessing. Why? Because I want God's face to shine on me and I want God's influence to work in you. Are you telling me by me just simply saying the Lord bless you that that actually has divine influence? According to this, it does. So we bless and don't curse. Come on. We bless and don't blast. We bless and don't criticize. We bless to bring hope. We bless to bring life. We bless to bring peace. We bless to bring joy. We bless to bring God. We bless to bring the presence. We bless to bring strength. We bless to bring out the best in people. We bless to bring his kingdom. We bless to activate angels. We bless to bring the anointing. We bless to change our world by bringing his. So we should ask ourselves, this is a generic question. Is the world a bit better is the world a bit of a better place today because of me? Is the kingdom advancing a little bit more because of me? Is it good for the world that I'm here? Has my existence added anything to the sum total of the blessings in the world? Jesus came blessing. Jesus says, even when you're cursed, bless. That tells me something that he's not saying. And that is bless all the time. Wow. So before we even launch to ministry and proclamation, Jesus tells his 70, bless. 
Man, what a deal. Bless and eat. <laughs> Hallelujah, right? What does the ecclesia do? We bless and we eat. But you understand the eating, the bigger picture is not just tri-tip. The bigger picture is community, fellowship, is connection. And hopefully that's what the table does unless you have a large family and no one talks because they're racing to eat all the food that's on the table. But the point is, Jesus sends his 70 out, and he, the first thing he tells them is to bless. And what I want to focus on, I was thinking about this. I brought it to our staff. I don't know how we're going to do it. But we have September, October, November, and we're Christmas already. September, let that be a, a month of blessing. Let's see if blessing shifts the culture. Let's see if blessing makes a difference. Let's see if blessing, you know, changes the environment and the atmosphere. Can we do that for 30 days? Be people who bless. Knowing the impact of blessing. And then October, let's focus on community, fellowship, connection, eating together. Oh, come on now. But focus on that part of it. And then, November, we can focus on ministry. We're always going to do ministry, but the focus there, ministry. Sorry. And then, because that's Thanksgiving, right? Ministry is meeting people's needs. Ministry is meeting felt needs. Ministry, the word literally means to serve. To serve others. So that's Thanksgiving. And then December, proclamation. And who's the king of kings and the Lord of lords? The one who's foretold in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. Unto us a child born, son is given. And the government's going to be on his shoulder. What an amazing time in December just to proclaim. I don't know how that we're going to do it. I don't even know if we're going to do it. But this is an idea. You know, even if we set September to aside, because I like to test stuff. Like, I read the word and I go, is that true? If that's true, it has to make a difference. That make sense? I mean, I don't want truth that doesn't make a difference. I'll take it, because it's truth. But I, gotta, I, gotta, I wanna see if it works for my own self, you know? Like, literally, I can walk into a store and bless it and there's power behind it, yes. So let's all stand. What we're going to do is I want you to turn to three or four people. I know that you're maybe a little embarrassed, but I just want you to turn to three or four people. I want you to look them in the eye if possible, because sometimes we can't do that, because the eye is too intimate, right? And just don't, not yet. You guys are so, all the prophetic people know what I'm going to say. So they're going to, they're already turning. Just say, the Lord bless you. Just go, just turn to three or, just three or four people to say, the Lord bless you. Look at them and say, the Lord bless you. The Lord bless you. 
The Lord bless you. The Lord bless you. The Lord bless you. Okay, we're not done yet. All right. Honestly, how are you feeling right now? You should be feeling encouraged. All right. Everyone look up here for a moment. You feel encouraged? Yeah. yeah. What just happened? There was a divine exchange of releasing the favor of God into a person's life. See, it's not that you just know it's true, you actually feel it. I want you to understand there's a divine exchange that we, we don't understand, but when we bless, we release divine favor. We bring God into God's influence into that situation. I think I, I, think I, I, was, I was reading this this morning And in the Jewish, oh man, I just feel like I have to read it. When I bless someone, I'm asking God to bring increase, to turn his face toward that person, to shine his light on that person, to give that person more of God himself. When I bless God, let's say, even if it's over praying a blessing over the meal, that I'm gonna eat, that means I actually see God in what I'm blessing. I think it was, I was, it was read like you, you actually see the divine in the mundane. You see God over the, you see God's influence at the, t- at, at, the, the, at the dinner table. You recognize God's influence on the food that you're eating. Like, I've always asked the Lord to reduce the calories. Like, it hasn't worked yet. But it might. If I choose the right food, right? Yeah. It's a new word that's around our staff is keto. This, keto, that. Keto is not neato. Keto is... Keto is... Keto keto is bondage. I'm teasing. Totally teasing. <laughs> okay, I want to I wanna go after this. I felt like, and I'll, we'll wrap it up here in a moment. We are going to wrap it. You are going to find four or five, three or four more people you're going to bless in a moment. But what I want us to do is I want to break off any spirit of negativity off of you. And here's how I'm going to address it. It's hard for you to be positive. It's just hard. It's hard for you to release a blessing and you don't even know why. It's just hard. And I wanna pray for you. I wanna pray that the Lord would do something supernatural in the next few moments to actually turn that negative thinking into a, a thought pattern that releases blessing. And if that's you, I just want you to kindly slip your hand up and I wanna, I wanna pray for you. Scroll that. Every one of them gets a blessing every day. Just oh, that's awesome. Wow. The font's really big though. I can read it. 
So Wilbert, which is Barbie's, I mean Lynn's, Lynn's dad, Ryan's grandfather. So it's Whitehart. So here's the blessing. He sends this out because I get it. Donald Trump, Henry Fonda, Eric Trump, Vice President, Ben Carson, Chuck Schumer, Nancy Pelosi, Trisha Lauren. Some of these are cut off. Melina, anyway, Jesse Jackson, Clapper. Every morning they get a blessing. Whether they view it or not, doesn't matter. What happens? He's receiving a blessing. Why? Because it says, pray for your leaders. So God's face is shining on this man. Because he's releasing a blessing. Even though he doesn't agree with their politics. See, we can curse and shut God out of their life. We can bless and try and bring God in. Isn't that what we want? So if you're struggling with negativity, just slip your hand up. I want to pray for you. You just It's just hard. I'm just, you're just, you're just going to be honest to say, that's it, that's me. I tend to be critical, and I want, I want that broken. Put your hand up real high. I want to see it. I think there's so many of you. Wow. So I just, in the name of Jesus, break that off of you in Jesus' name. And I pray that for every negative thought that enters into your mind, the Holy Spirit would remind you supernaturally and you would reverse it and make it a blessing. And we say no more. Not that we don't slip, not that we don't fall, not that we don't make mistakes, we do. But it's the Holy Spirit that it's inside of us redirecting our thought life. I pray for the renewed mind. According to Romans chapter 12. Be transformed through the renewing of your mind. And we say that you will be a blessing. You will be, you will bring a blessing. You will begin to declare blessing. And for every single time that negative thought comes in, the Holy Spirit's going to apprehend that thought. And though you think it and though you might say it, the Spirit of God's going to give you conviction and you'll be able to reverse it by releasing a blessing. We just pray that over you. We just say that assignment over you is broken. And you're going to be a man who will be a blesser to, in the workplace, with his family, over his spouse, in the body, in our congregation, in every mountain of our culture. You'll be a blessing on Facebook and on Twitter and on Instagram and every other social media venue that when you have conversations, blessing is going to come out of your mouth and we just break any covetousness in the name of Jesus. We just break jealousy 
off in the name of Jesus because that resists the blessing because we want what they have or we feel like if we bless them, we're not going to have anything in return. I'm telling you, you're talking about the God who never had a beginning and who had never had an end, who has an endless supply. An endless supply. I was talking with Bill about this very thing, Bill Johnson, because, you know, we spend time with him. He says, we don't, we don't bless because we don't think that there's enough for us. So we resist and become envious because we don't think that God's big enough to give us exactly and even more than they're giving that person. That has to break off in the church. If you know that you're amply supplied, you will be a blessing. And I'm here to tell you the more of a blessing you are, the more the gates of heaven are open in your direction. So bless, don't curse. Bless, don't curse. Let's be a people of blessing. How does that start? That just starts like this. The Lord bless you. You don't have to have a whole verse memorized. The Lord bless you and keep you and may his face shine upon you. But you can if you want to. That's just long. So when you're at a restaurant, you're eating, you're eating lunch or whatever, you're at a fast food place, you're at In-N-Out Burger, the person gives you the food, just say, the Lord bless you. Just try it out. Don't say my fries feel cold. You know, like, I, you know, like, don't, just say the Lord bless you. Come on, they're like 18 years old. They're just trying to get their life started. Lord bless you. Bless, don't curse. Bless, don't curse. That's the beginning of Ecclesia. Wow. You know what that, I know, I got to go. You know what that does? I'm not keeping your phone, Wilbert. I'll give it back to you, I promise. You know what that does to me? It's like, so you're telling me that the prerequisite to ministry is blessing? Dude, that's amazing. That's a, that's a thought provoker. So don't, prof, don't prophesy and be a person who curses. It'll affect your prophetic gift. Don't be a person who curses and tries to lay hands on the sick. It'll impact your ministry to the sick. Because you're not ministering out of God's heart. You're ministering because it's the right thing to do. And that's cool because God's God. He's a good dad, right? He sees our imperfections. I'm just here to tell you, these are things, this is how it's impacting me. I'm just being honest and transparent. So let's bless each other. So Lord, from this day on, from this moment on, may we be people who bless. And Lord, like you sent out the 70, you're sending us out to bless and not curse. And so, Lord, I pray that you would give us fountains of wisdom on just how to do that and live from that reality. And Holy Spirit, I pray that you push us into the place where we bless so that we can actually open up the favor of God on others and keep and increase the favor of God on our own lives. 
I just pray, God, that you would bless every family, every marriage, every friendship, in the workplace, in the marketplace, in the education, all of it. We just speak blessing in the name of Jesus. Amen. All right. Awesome. All right, turn to three people. God bless you. Thank you. Turn to three people and say the Lord. You can say God bless you because that's what Wilbur just said. Turn to three more people. Say God bless you, the Lord bless you. And make sure you say thank you when you, receive, when you, get, when you get that blessing, all right? We hope you enjoyed this message. For more messages like this, please subscribe and thank you for listening.